Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. If you've done any work with FMEAs in the past, you might have heard of something called Action Priority. This is a new way of evaluating your risk priority numbers, which is the multiplication of your severity, occurrence, and detection columns. Traditionally, if you got a score of um, 96, that might have been made up of a severity of 8, an occurrence of 6, and a detection of 2. However, you could have also got a 96 by having a severity of 2, an occurrence of 6, and a detection of 8. Those are two different types of risks. One is heavy um, on the severity side, but good on the detection. The other one is not very severe, but also not detecting very well. So how we evaluate those and rank those should be treated differently. The traditional RPN number would both come up with an answer of 96. So that's not a good way to assess those two risks. The focus should be on the one with an 862, not the one that's a 2 six, eight. I learned about action priority pretty recently, and I've seen a rise in the interest and popularity of this. And so as I did a little bit more research to understand it, felt like there was something missing there. And so what I did is I created this matrix that shows you the severity, occurrence, and detection scores. And it's a one-page lookup table in order to determine if it's a low, medium, or high risk. That document is available for download. It's free. You can go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to biz-pi.com, and you can search for FMEA, and it should come up there. You can also download the FMEA template that has the different scoring for severity, occurrence, and detection, and the FMEA table. That's also available for free. On these action priority levels, the high risks are the items that should be addressed because they have a high severity. And the the importance of this action priority is geared around severity. So higher severities and occurrences will rank higher than the higher detections. So the priority is severity, then occurrence, then detection. So under a high risk, these are things that you definitely should look into or explain away why you're not probably not at the top of your list. So no one would be expected to take actions on those right away. But unless you have all low risk items, then I would take the top ones on your list. So that's how I would recommend doing that in general is to calculate your RPN numbers, which is the severity times occurrence times detection score, sort it from largest to smallest, and then match those up with this action priority level to see which one of those are red versus yellow versus green. And then of the ones that are red, I would start from the top of that list and work your way down over time. Traditionally, how RPNs have been managed is sometimes there's a threshold. One of the customers we worked with in aerospace, they would have a threshold of like 125, and that was based on a severity, occurrence, and detection score all set at 5, so 5 times 5 times 5. And that made sense that it's all middle or medium risks. However, the trouble is that teams will often know what that threshold is, and so if they think that they've, they have to give this particular risk a five on occurrence instead of a four, 
that would push them over the line, and that means they'd have to take action on it, they're going to give it a four. And so there is subjectivity to these scoring tables. And we have examples of those scoring tables in that FMEA template I mentioned. Still, there's subjectivity to this. So I didn't like that the threshold was used because it made teams score differently than maybe what they normally would have scored. I'm a bigger fan of just taking the top risks based on the scores and now based on this action priority and just work your way down that list over time. You'll see that uh, matrix in the download. That could be a great little printout so that you can reference it quickly. We also have the traditional table that's like a listing of all of them, but it's a two-page summary. And then we've got the definitions of the high, medium, and low priority levels. So that template's free and there for you to download. And then the last thing is just we're still looking for organizations interested in doing the coaching program for 2023. So you can either do Greenbelt training with a Six Sigma project with a team of up to three people, or you can do the lean training with a Kaizen event for up to three people. We've got those programs, and I talked about that in the last podcast. So if you're interested or have questions about that, please reach out. You can ask a question through the Spotify app or through the Anchor app, or you can contact me through the website at biz-pi.com. For those of you celebrating holidays, hope you have a great time with your family and time off. And I will talk to all of you in 2023. Lean has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit leansixsigmadefinition.com.